welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Coney Talk Podcast, the Buy Side Show. I'm your host, Alex. First time guest, happy to have you here. And to my returning listeners, thanks for joining me. On this Buy Side Show, I talk a bit about the Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game and one player I consider the odd one who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. Last game of 2023, Arsenal looking to respond from their previous loss. First, Zinchenko not in the squad, Jesus on the bench, and really a warm welcome for Tommy Asu back in the squad. So, you know, there were more hopes in how we would play out for this game. Even with the changes, it was another terrible loss. Worse than the previous game, actually. I think, again, just so much to to dissect in this game. It was another fast start for Arsenal, which only lasted for a moment. This time, a poacher goal from Saka. It was great. I wanted to see more clinical improvements, clinical reactions that they didn't have in previous game. Arsenal reacting and doing so much more quick decisions in within the 18-yard box of Fulham. I was also looking at how reactive they were going to look when they got into the box and things with their passes that they did compared to the previous game because that's the immediate comparison you have and how poor they were within the box. And Fulham had been on the ball as well, and their movements give us a lot of fits. I mean, it opened up a lot of chances for them. In fact, the first clean open shot and goal told us like they were here for this game. And from that, for me, it was seeing how they were playing, which was not as defensive as most teams would play us. It definitely was now an open game. Fulham did show a threat a couple of times in, a, in our box and seemed to be moving through the middle with ease. I mean, they looked to be a handful as well. They challenged us defensively, and I saw for Arsenal one big issue where Ben White was had a lot in terms of handling Robinson's pace and being able to manage the switch when William came in for support. Having a foothold, Fulham equalized from a quick fast break. We didn't even close down on the wing from William's cross. I was already feeling nervous that it started looking not very good for us. Ben White certainly needed more help on the, on the right. In Arsenal, we had lost a lot of possession in the middle. And it was rather strange defensively. I mean, compared to how we would absorb some of the team's press and how they would attack us and how the team would stay off the ball and play defensively, nothing compared to this game. They just looked miles off. And Arsenal tried to get back into the game, rebuilding their phase and attack. One of the best plays they had had resulted in a very close angle shot away from the post by Martinelli, courtesy of one quick touch plays that was very encouraging. And this is what I was hoping to see earlier. So we had that. Fulham were now defensively responsive, having successfully dispossessed Arsenal a lot of times. When we got the ball, when Odegaard a lot of times received the ball, they just pounced on him, picked the ball, and they drove forward. We didn't have our usual control going forward because every time we lost the ball high up, we were stretched so much, making it easy for Fulham to drive through, getting more bodies forward. I didn't like that Odegaard got taken out a lot in physical duels, which so 
got him off his game. I mean, that was a tactic. It worked very well. And physically, he's never one to endure such battles. And they really take it out on him very well. I was waiting for Eddie to cause some problems. Couldn't find him. Couldn't see him. He didn't get in the service. I'm not sure how much he contributed to getting things forward or causing some kind of some sort of disruption. So there was nothing going on there. Arsenal tried to build an attack and then some one more time before it was end of the first half, but nothing came off it. Just just flat. And we needed more defensive structure in the middle. And then Tommy Yasser coming in for Kivio in the second half was really reassuring, thinking at least we had to adjust what we experienced in the first half. Fulham still gave us fits. A lot of fits. Saka getting pushed in further in the right wing, receiving the ball. Oh, we had our work cut out for us, for, and, and we needed a tactical change, more technical change immediately. And to the Fulham just kept at it. They were really on this game, on top of us. A lot of chances, and a couple of times resulted in corners. And actually, they had two corners in two successive drives. And in the following corner, we succeed, we conceded a goal. Now we were 2-1 down. That feeling that I, I had earlier just came through. I just didn't feel the team had responded back, fought back in to push a little bit of that pressure off. And that was how it resulted in that conceding goal, in fact, even from that corner. So now we had to fight back. But Arsenal were not looking sharp, not even hungry in terms of responding. Fulham were more up for it than we were. So... Fulham were more up for it than we were, so we had to bring in Jesus and Trossard, hoping to at least make some more improvements for our, you know, attacking game plans. But Fulham still looking the better team, kept frustrating us, staying on top of us in different ways, breaking, like, just causing a lot of disruptions for us. And the frustration started mounting. You can see the players, their body language, the way they kept playing, the way they held the ball, even from the line moving forward, just not knowing how they could make such passes. This is credit to Fulham how they played us. Closed down ranks, channels, didn't really give us a lot of outlets. And when Rice received the ball, trying to serve it to Odegaard, nothing was going there. And then on the left, it was barely anything there. There was no service, even when Martinelli was there, as much as we hoped to have him use his pace. And Arsenal, they found it difficult to find any good, meaningful passes going forward. 10 minutes to 90, I was still holding out hope for a miracle because we were still 2-0 down. Saka doing the most, but he was just getting clobbered by Fulham's defense. And Arsenal were just riddled with bad passes and poor play. It was awful. I mean, this was the kind of poor energy and performance from the players that you hadn't seen in a while and just flat out unbearable. Five minutes added to 90. It was just still Arsenal looking flat, timid, not getting that drive that they usually would have in believing what they could do in those few minutes to climb back in and equalize or get something from the game. And Arsenal working on some shade of attack and it just all feels like nothing really happened. It just stunk, every part of it. We needed this win, and we failed to get it done. So it was back-to-back defeats for Arsenal. No incision in attack. Surprisingly slow for a typical fast team, and a lot of the balls were off. Passes, crosses, just everything just not going well. 
it was a miserable outing for the boys. There wasn't that extra hunger and energy to respond from our home loss and seeing how they could translate that or at least respond. It just it was not there. It wasn't present. Even when we were one goal up, I didn't see the team control the game. Credit goes to Fulham. Their game plan worked against us. Odegaard was knocked off a lot, and I think that contributed to taking away his main influence in the middle. And that's just the full summary of the game. There wasn't anything else except just a few players that tried to show some positives. And here are my three players that I think were better from this game. First player, Saka. He was thrusted in as the main man in our attack, even though we had Eddie and Martinelli. Yes, the contributions of what they do makes the whole core combine and you know really affect the score sheets. But Saka felt like everything was flowing through him, even when he just constantly gets double teamed and he didn't really have his best game in terms of dribbling, but he was better than the most. He had the most influence to trigger the crosses and switch plays for Martinelli and Odegaard. As much as I wished and wondered why others weren't taking shots or making plays, Arsenal were just handicapped to wide players and non-existent center forward. Not at all. Second player, Big Gabby. The nature of our poor pass plays put a lot of stress in our back line. And for that, Big Gabby was going about his business, sweeping, closing out danger on the left side of our defense. As much as Saliba Hoot had his own share, who was impressive in some ways, he did the same as well, quite a lot more. And after the change in personnel with Tomiyasu coming in, Big Gabby was defending just as well and contributing a lot. He had he had a really close chance to score and equalizing, but just just couldn't be. Third player Rice. He was good in his in this game, and he he did his best to contribute more off- offensively than defensively. I mean that's just de facto for him. As much as he was missing. A partner in the middle I think he still played effectively as I said overall not the best performance from the team but I think he was one of the few that separated himself from the from the from the rest I, I know I'm disappointed just like just as you are it was just such an odd show for for the players and for me the one player who was really odd in terms of Arsenal team I was really surprised that he stayed on throughout the game. That was Edin Ketir. I know he he needs only a half a chance to do something. Well, he did nothing in the game. No meaningful contributions. Perhaps his style of play was not going to work today, and it was very evident. No sharp moves that could have done something, you know, or around the ball in the box. He was he was not sharp in and around the box. He would have been the player to sub, but. When you're chasing a lead, I can understand why you need all your attacking players. And I just didn't see him. I didn't see any part of his contributions or press or his physical energy to to the attack. I nothing there. I just couldn't find it. So that that's my old player today, and it just wasn't his day at all. It is another bitter loss and disappointing feeling. That's how it concludes our 2023 calendar season. I hope and I really hope Arsenal respond the right way in terms of recruitment and game strategies because I feel just as bombed out as you all do, but just got to pick ourselves up here. You know, here's to a massive celebration at the end of the season when we turn things around. 
I wish you all a happy new year. Thank you all for joining me and being good listeners on this podcast. I hope to see you all in 2024. Until then, talk to you all. Take care.